Hi, and welcome to episode 202 of Art Juice. This is honest, generous, and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Louise Fletcher. And me, Alice Sheridan. Well, that sounded a bit low, didn't it? (laughs) I'm not grumpy. (laughs) Well, that might be explained when I ask you how your week was, because you haven't told me, but you did say, wait till you hear about my week. So how was your week? Well, I was writing notes. Um to to tell you and you know how I said last week hold me accountable to writing every day Mm -hmm. Mm -mm, fail so disappointing after last week we actually recorded quite late and I messaged you the next day and I'm like done my writing did a thousand words yeah we were all super high and then everything kind of you know fell off the rails but in a very good way. So I don't actually feel low. So um, then the day after that, I had somebody who was leaving the country but wanted a private viewing of a painting, which meant having to go and pick them up and find her and um, take them into the house. And it was lovely. And I love it when people choose paintings like that because you know they're super happy and you don't have to pack them up and courier them. Yes. (laughs) So that was really nice I am not complaining it was lovely I loved doing that um and then when I was editing the podcast on Monday uh, I was kind of I was updating this painting cell and I was thinking I'm sure I did that yesterday why why is it not saved the, the, I, I definitely did it because it's showing that it's sold out but on my kind of shop page it still looks available resave it preview it yeah that's fine do something else on the website no nothing is sticking so there are no saves so I've previously updated exhibition dates that wasn't showing is it my own website is it in my own cache is it in another browser delete the cache is there something in a wordpress cache oh my lord so however many hours down a wormhole of trying to sort that out and I've now given up and got somebody else working on the case but I didn't panic about it which is good a few years ago I would have been in kind of like It's the end of the world, complete fear about that. Uh, Now I just think WordPress is a huge platform. This is a big theme. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not irresolvable. And then on Tuesday, I had an entire day out visiting a friend who I haven't seen on her own since before lockdown. We have seen each other, but not like this. And it was amazing. And it was so nice to have a whole day out away doing something completely different. I didn't even want to come back home and think about anything like this. And in between that, I've been watching a thing on AI, learning about Pinterest, doing an NLP course and redoing all the stuff for our seasonal success slides. So, you know, squeezed in. You've been lazy, so you can't beat yourself (laughs) up about the writing because you haven't exactly been slopping. No, but the week comes around so fast and it's still a week where I haven't done as much work on a project that I want to be spending time on. And and actually, I have spent time on it. I just haven't done sitting writing every day, but I have had at least three sessions. So actually, that's not bad, is it? When do we record? Saturday, Saturday I wrote, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, so I have done other things, but just not actual I think in I think for one week we can't beat ourselves up because things happen Mm. 
this week's not a great week for making art for me because of lots of obligations. Like when we're done here, I've got to go pick up my mum and take her to the hospital for an appointment. Nothing serious, but something she needs driving for because she can't drive back and um, things like that. And the week can just go by with mm. with things like that. And you realise, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be able to squeeze anything in here. So just take a breath and say, all right, well, that's not going to happen this week. And mm and not stress about it which is good that you don't seem to have been stressing about it if we come back and it's six months later and you still haven't managed to do it because something else came up then we might say maybe there's an Amanda Palmer song um, I don't know the words or anything but somewhere in there she's talking about getting thin and uh, wanting to get thin every year and never doing it and eventually she says I must not want what I think I want which I think is brilliant. Right. And so sometimes if it's six months later, we'll say, Does, do you really want that? But it's only a week. So mm-hmm. it's nothing. And I, th- I think you're absolutely right. If it's six months later, then it's clearly not as important to me as I thought it would. And the starting of the investigation on it will have probably led into a different direction. So I'm not even str- like, even if you say to me, if six months later, it hasn't happened, I'm not even stressed about that. No, because I think either it will, either it will, or it'll have morphed into something else. And as I say, all the things that I've been doing, I've either quite really happily enjoyed once I've got stuck into them, or they've been something new that's come in that has been good. Um, Yeah, who knew I'd go down an AI rabbit, Warren? Oh, I know. It's very addictive once you start messing with it. I know, but I found somebody who I really trust who has put something together that is literally genius. Mm. Mm. I'll tell you about it afterwards. I don't want to recommend it on here yet because I want to have a go with it myself first, but I'll tell you. you I know, I know. And it avoids a lot of the issues about chat GPT, like using your your data to inform itself. Mm Mm-hmm um and the way that she presents things it's in a much more um approachable kind of manner so it, I, I watched it and I was like oh I'm, <laughs> I'm so just I can't help being excited by the possibilities of it for people I think I said this before but with disabilities of some kind mm-hmm. I just think there's so much possibility then we we tend to go straight to the negative and of course there is also negative possibilities but so much, so much positive as well. Anyway, um, I haven't been quite as much down that rabbit hole, but I do find myself playing with different AI things from time to time uh, just to see what can happen. And uh, I was playing with one the other day where you can get ideas for compositions and things just Mm -hmm. by putting in. So, for example, you could say, um, I don't know, give me 10 distorted female faces that look sad and then you can get it to, it will feed things out to you. And a lot of them will not be appealing, but there might be something which could be the inspiration point for a piece of art. So I quite like that idea of of playing with it that way, but I only did a little bit. Uh, like I say, my week has been a lot of disjointed things needing doing and personal things and things going wrong in the house that then need sorting out and um, nothing terrible, but just little bits that suck up time. Mm-hmm. And I, but I have been doing some 
um I won't say painting because it's more drawing I've been doing some work with lots of mixed media on paper and what's hilarious about this is I just got well you could call it hilarious you could call it ultimately very annoying I just <laughs> bought loads of wood panels of all different oh, yeah. sizes and then went actually I feel like working on paper now <laughs> so then I had to go order a load of paper luckily it's the end of our tax year so you can justify spending money as a way to bring up your expenses <laughs> so I, I bought lots of paper a big box of beautiful pastels telling myself it's the end of the year I need some expenses to go on my taxes <laughs> and uh, worked with charcoal and pencil and pastel and ink and I'm just having a blast yeah and of course it, it's a bit frustrating this is the frustrating part about the way what frustrates me about the way I work is, like I say, buy all those panels, then go in a different direction. Um, now I've got a whole bunch of different problems to solve, like how do I fix this pastel properly? How do I store these things? How do I, if I ever want to, frame them? All of that. And I just have to tell myself, look, you're just experimenting at the moment, so slow down and don't worry about that. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but I'm very happy with what's happening and I'm excited. And maybe it's good that I can't get in there every day at the moment because that keeps the I think it does, going. Yeah, and I think it does um, give things time to settle a little bit too. I mean, some of the stuff that I've been working on, not creatively, creatively, but business-wise, like I was spending time on it and I came downstairs and I said to Paul, oh, it feels like I'm just trying to tie these two things together and I just can't quite see what needs to stay and what needs to go can't see the wood for the trees and then I had this lovely day out doing something and I came back to it yesterday and I was like boom 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 like yeah. that and I think it's like that with with creative work too I think yes. you can set the ball rolling on something and again it's like we always say if you're always sort of chasing for that end result too soon you you do need that integration time yes absolutely but I'm laughing about your panels because I did the same thing. My giant order from Jackson's arrived with large bits of canvas and some, I mean, I've been working big on canvas, right? One meter 20. They've all been kind of and actually some 60 centimeter ones. And then I thought, oh, I'll do some panels. And then I've ordered a whole load of like eight inch tiny ones. And I'd forgotten I ordered them. So I'm unpacking this box. I'm thinking, why did I order those? <laughs> like at the time, it must have felt like, oh, they would be a nice size to work yeah. on. And now I'm like, really? Okay. I always think it'll come back round. It will. So I got my teenage neighbor to carry them all over to storage, which is up some steps. And there were there was a lot of them. And I said, will you just take all these up? And he said, didn't you just buy all these? Yes. Well, why are you putting them all in storage? Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're very lucky that it's a teenage neighbor because A, they will ask you that question in a nice way and you can say, never mind, and they'll leave it. If it's your teenager, <laughs> don't go quite that. Yes. And also he goes home afterwards. So yes. that's it. But the downside is I do have to pay him. But yeah, it's nice that he goes home. <laughs> <laughs> So shall we move on to our main topic? This topic was suggested to me in my, actually my uh, community by somebody who's a member of both our communities. And I'm not going to name the person because I didn't ask for permission to share the question. So that would be rude. But I thought it was a good question because it comes up quite frequently for both of us. 
um, in our groups and in other contexts. And that is what constitutes a series. And we haven't discussed it before, I don't think. No, I don't think we have. And people talk a lot, don't they, about a series or a body of work and what and and if you're not familiar with what that means if you've only ever worked on one painting at a time for example you're like well what is a series and I've had people so the person who asked this question was under the impression that a series had to all be a consistent color palette I've had other people be under the impression that a series has to be all the same kind of media or maybe all the same composition, or what ties a series together. And I've also heard different teachers give different answers. So we should Hmm. say whatever answer we give, it's only what we define a series to be because other people define it differently. Hmm. But in your work, what do you define well, first of all, let me ask you, is there a difference between series and body of work for you? I would say a body of work is bigger mm. and it's more extensive and it goes over a longer time period. So a body of work, I think, could go on for years. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I use the word series that that much do I no I don't think you do really um I I have a little bit of a thing about calling paintings a collection because it makes it feel to me like it's a new season fashion release that's how I feel yeah yeah and therefore you know has got to be done you know this is the spring collection and I'm sure I've done this so you know I'm shooting myself in the foot here but I'm sure I have called things a collection because it's a sort of shortcut, which is helpful. And it explains to people what you're talking about, which is basically a group of paintings that have got something in common. And beyond that, I think it does help us in the studio as well, because it helps um, convene your thoughts and the way that you're working into something that feels a little bit more coherent. So for me, a series is anything where you're exploring the same, and then I just wrote when I was writing the notes, exploring the same big line, fill in the blank. What? Mm. What are you exploring? The same location, the same technique, the same idea, could be colour palette. Yes. yes. But it's an approach which somehow unifies and holds it together. And that can be useful for you as an artist and for other people looking at it. I totally agree. And but the way I've heard it described in the past sometimes is, well, it's anything that you're working on at the same time. Mm. So there doesn't even have to be a cohesive idea. It's just you were working on 15 things at once and you finish them around the same time and that makes it a series. But that doesn't work for me because that feels because I think, like you said, it doesn't give me the guardrails of what I'm doing. That could go in a in a million different directions. And yet I like things to go in a million different directions, but within some parameters. And the parameters are what make it a series to me. So this question asked us, well, if it's not color that holds it together, because she felt it was 
she had been under the impression it was color. She said, what is it? Is it just some idea I'm working on that the viewer doesn't even know or understand? And I think, yes, the viewer doesn't have to know or understand. They might, but I, I think we don't have any control over what people think when they see what we've done or feel or how they react. But we can know I'm exploring that thing, even if they don't. So if it's the same area, for example, that will be very obvious to the viewer. I am doing a series of paintings within one mile of my house. And so everyone looking would be able to recognize if it was a local show. Yes, I see where you are. But if I'm doing something, um, responding to something inside me, as I am at the moment, and I'm trying to express emotions and experiences, someone else might look at that and see a completely different thing than I intended. But it's still held together by that for me, even if it doesn't seem it to them. Yeah. And also, if you were doing something that was um, exploring different emotions, as an example, that's a good example because the color palette that you might be choosing to use, the brush marks that you would be choosing to use would be very different from piece to piece. Mm -hmm. So yes. it's not necessarily about looking about consistency. However, I do, I'm just wondering if there needs to be more than one area of consistency. So there could be an idea, but if the colors and the approach and the, are, going, are going to be very different, it will hold together more as a series if the size is similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So by keeping some things consistent, that allows you to explore, but still keep those parameters. Or if the scale is going to change hugely, maybe you keep the medium the same. Yes, that's an but interesting point. Cause I, I'm wrestling with this a bit at the moment. Cause I've got this series in my mind that I'm calling pieces of me because it's all personal and it's got pieces of collage paper in from my life. And But actually it's gonna be a series of sub-series within that. Mm -hmm. Because precisely what you just said, I've just finished some paintings that were one process and have one idea behind them. And I want to branch out now into different media and a different approach to the same idea, but mm -hmm. in, in a different way. And I can't imagine, I mean, when they have the retrospective of my life <laughs> at the Tate Modern, of course, it will all be there, but it'll be in separate rooms. So you'll walk through, uh, I am joking, everybody who can't see us laughing at each other. Um, but in, in this, it feels wrong to put them all out and say, this is my new collection um, with some with pastel and charcoal and some with paint and some with collage and some without. But that might just be the way my brain works. But I like the organized sense of this. It, these were the parameters of this. And now that goes here. And now here's the parameters of this. But I'm just thinking, is that personal to us or is that something that would work for everyone? At the end of the day, it comes down to how you want to work as an artist, doesn't it? And how you want to present your work. And there is an element of the way that you work that is you, that is internal, that is your investigation. And then for me, there's always this sense of 
And how do other people relate to that? And I don't mean in the way that you should be conscious of that while you're making it. Mm -hmm. But I mean that that is part of the process of making art is it it throws a new light or it allows people to appreciate something about themselves or see the world differently or find some form of recognition within it. That That's the purpose of art as opposed to making a thing that is utilitarian so I think there does have to be some sort of thread or link that makes say sense that makes cohesive sense of it but absolutely can that be paintings and drawings of course it can be of mm-hmm. course yeah so I think that there is an over concern with this sense of consistency mm. and things having to be the same Because actually, I think when things get too much the same, if you feel like, oh, okay, I've got to make three paintings and they must all use blue, and then it starts to become all a bit... Yes. Samey, samey. And I think the consistency... Yeah, I think the consistency comes out not from intent, but from dedication to a particular way of working or using materials. And when you stay at that, when you stick at it, when you're consistent in your approach, it comes out in a way that other people can see as well. Yes. Yes. So I think whereas I, where, while I said someone might look at my paintings without any context and not feel what I was feeling making mm-hmm. them, I would... I'm pretty sure they would look at them and see it's a cohesive group of things by the same person. Yeah. And make sense. And yet each one is different from the other. And that's important to me in a series, but might not be to some other people. I've been to exhibitions where it's like variations on a theme and actually everything is quite similar. Maybe it's the same composition over and over again in slightly different colors or the same colors in a slightly different composition. Or, And I can imagine there's some benefit to that as an artist because you go in deeper and deeper into an idea. I find it challenging. Like I did three pieces the other day, studies in these new uh, drawing media, and they each had a different color theme. And then I'm like, right, Nick, what can I do different than that? Because I don't want to keep repeating that same thing. But maybe if I kept repeating that same thing another 20 times, maybe I would get deeper into, into it. And I suppose the plus from the buyer's perspective is if they liked one, <laughs> if you go to one of those exhibitions, you've got, say, 40 chances to buy that painting instead of just one. So there are benefits to both, but I tend to find my, I'm trying to be better at exploring in a bit more depth than just saying, right, I've done three like that. What can I do different next time with the same media? Because I do think there's something to that, but I might be forcing myself into a box that actually isn't natural for me. And that's a, a key thing in this is you are the common denominator in it all as well as the idea. So you've got to give yourself, you've got to allow yourself to do it in whatever way works for you, I think. Yeah, I think the creative discoveries are in the depth. They are in the going deeper. 
And often everybody at the beginning, they jump around and they try all sorts of things. And actually when your work really consolidates is when you do commit to something and give yourself the time and the space to go deeper. And it's, it's, it can be a conscious effort. Okay, I'm going to choose this, but we've spoken as well about, you know, veering off when new ideas come along. But when you do that, when you do that, when you give yourself a, some limits and the time and space to go deeper on repeat, that's when it becomes consistent. It beca- it can't it can't become anything other than a body of work because mm. you put the work in at that mm. point. And it won't be totally disparate. Yeah. But I think there was something as well interesting in this in this question. Um, because she said, I've been working on this series for almost two years, trying to stay consistent. And I just I just read that and I don't think that there is a time scale. I don't think you have to say, okay, this series and it takes me six months or however long. Um I think two years is quite a long time to stay consistent over. Mm. I think there are things that shift inevitably as you're working. Oh, sometimes over a day. Right. (laughs) Sometimes the next day I feel completely different than what I did that first day. So that feels a little bit like a shackle. When I read that, it just felt to me like a little bit of a shackle, but in the sense that, okay, well, I've started this series and now I have to finish it and they have to be consistent and I've been doing it for two years. And yeah, so that, that there's something in there about letting yourself develop and also letting things go and move on. And if you're still working on something and it's not feeling like it's complete. I don't know, maybe just this drive. I think there is a benefit in feeling like, okay, and at some point I'm going to put a line in the sand and say, Mm. this is a group. This is a group. I felt in this I learned something or I said something that was important and to a degree it feels complete. And will it lead into my next work? Yeah, probably, because we're not isolated beings. But I think there is a benefit as well in saying, when does this feel complete? What am I working towards? Otherwise, you can drift and drift and drift and drift and never make some of those tough decisions that you need to about, is this painting good enough to stay? Do I still love this? Is it still relevant? Is this part of it? Or was that something that helped me in the studio and no longer feels involved? I think that feeling for me, I mentioned that I'm, going to release a few of the paintings I've been working on because it feels like a little capsule mm-hmm. kind of collection a little collection on their own because and it's the feeling of the energy going out of it my my Ted Hughes project book project did take nearly two years but I knew when it was done it was like yeah. suddenly it's like a, the air going out of a balloon it's like I don't want to do any more of those I'm just done with that I want to move on and I quite like that feeling and there's but there is always a thread for me from one that goes to the next one and it might just be as simple as in this last collect series collection whatever we're calling them that I did there was a lot of scribble drawn line and I really liked that but it wasn't the main focus of the paintings and that's what I'm taking into these abstract drawings that I'm doing now 
because I liked that and that felt exciting to me and the rest of it felt like I'd kind of used it up. So I think when you look at your series and think what's next, it's which bit of it has some still excitement in it for you. Mm -hmm. Which has resonance still. Yeah, and for some people it might be a lot more than just one element. They might basically want to continue but in a slightly different way or just bringing in one new thing. Not everyone wants to leap to the next. No, and I there's also something in the idea of, um, you know, a series doesn't have to be working on multiple pieces at the same time continuously. I think there are lots of artists who work on one painting mm-hmm. and they work on it until it's completed and then they work on another one and then they work on a different one. Oh. I know, I know. No offense to anyone listening who does that, but to me, that just feels like, oh, that's so much pressure. You feel that so much? You think that would be so much pressure? Yeah. Like, even when I was doing those portraits, those self portraits, I had like two on the go at once because it feels like I get too tied up in that one and I can't, I've got nowhere to go. I've got nowhere to experiment, nowhere to. I'm just I've got to get that right because it's the one but I know for a lot of people as you said that they have to have their attention focused Mm. it's too scattered to have lots of things on the go at once and that makes sense to me too it's all just how we are one of the things I wanted to bring up because I see this a lot in the past on courses I've assigned people to make a series we we finish the course with that assignment and one of the things that came up until I refined the instructions is that when you say that to people I did it as a way of honing people's you said people tend to be doing 15 different things like focus do something for a while I've changed it now to be an exploration because when I said series first of all it put pressure on people to go make some good paintings, which suddenly changes it. Mm. Also, what would happen is people's topic for their series, their their thing they were focusing on would be, and I'm not kidding sometimes, the meaning of life. I'm going to do the meaning of life or the mystery of the universe. They would Mm -hmm. be so big that Mm -hmm. they couldn't possibly do that. And then, of course, it follows frustration, upset. Why can't I do this? And I just wanted to touch on that a bit because I think limitations and 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 being and draining it into something manageable is so important when you're thinking about a series like the mystery of the universe that that might be your life's work and then within that you might have lots of different little series that focus on some element of it do do you feel the same way Yes, and I also see that that quite distinction between what you're defining and what you're leaving open, I think is really important Mm. to me. So when I say focus, I mean, yes, give yourself some parameters with because otherwise, I mean, I would be ridiculously scattered. But that allows you to follow something and see what comes as a result of following that a little bit deeper. But yeah, I mean, you know, the meaning of the universe. Well, (laughs) I mean, I might be slightly exaggerating, but not that much. It would be like the role of women in society or something like that. And it's just so vast. Yeah. So maybe it's helpful then to talk about how we do limit it. You know, how how what do those definitions look like for us? So for me, 
it was it was driven by uh wanting to work larger because the way that i was using paint felt like it was leading me towards working at a larger scale but previously i'd worked on a series of sort of medium size and maybe one or two big ones on the go at once and then i thought well actually what would it be like if i was just only working on 10 large scale paintings that's going to feel very different it's going to give me opportunities to experiment in a different way and see what comes as a result of that so the choice of size was quite important mm-hmm. for that but beyond that it, it for me it's led by inquiry like mm-hmm. what am i excited about so we talked about like resonance and what stayed from the last body of work that you did so what am I exciting about exploring further in in this what do I want to push what do I not know yet about the way I'm working rather than what do I know that I want to repeat so that this feels consistent yes what do I not know yet what am I exploring yeah that's good that's a good way of thinking about it for me, this current work that I'm doing, the the thing that dawned on me, which seems so ridiculously obvious, but it's what I am exploring. I, I've been saying for a while, I want rawness, I want expression, I want myself in the paintings. And then I, I suddenly woke up one day and thought, if I want raw, expressive paintings, then I'm going to have to paint in a raw, expressive way. Like, that is what I'm not doing what I was doing in my experiments was making carefully constructed things and trying to put rawness into them Mm. and so my experiments now and they're very much experiments at the moment I've got I've got big sheets of paper up on the wall and is in genuinely painting raw expressive things and then stepping back and saying okay that's ugly That is really ugly. So where for me is the balance between the expression and the reigning, the then bringing the other parts of myself in, which is where I like things to at least have some kind of aesthetic appeal. And it's, so I'm having really good fun in just trying different. I've been trying all sorts of media, all sorts of different things, but I wouldn't call this at the point of a series yet. I would call this investigation stage mm. because I'm not sure what out of this I would want to present yet. It's still sketchbook work, pieces of paper, things I'm going to put on the bonfire when I'm done a lot of them. But that parameter is the parameters for me, and I'm still feeling my way towards it, but is does it feel like when I look at it, do I feel that recognition of something that's inside me, which I've I've found in the past when I do feel that, that's the work that resonates with other people as well. So it's not like I'm on this mission to make things that nobody's ever going to want, because like you, it's important to me, not necessarily that people want to buy it, but that they respond to it. It's impo- The showing is as important as the doing because it's communication and 
Um, I think my, I'm sure, maybe I already said this, but I think my paintings are like, basically, look, look at me, look at me, like, mm-hmm. here I am, look at me, that's what it is, then maybe that's what all art is, look at me, look how I perceive things, Um, it's quite selfish, but then in another way, it's not, because the people who do that successfully make my life richer, when I see their art, it, it enriches my life. So anyway, I'm waffling now. But the point is the parameters for me, that's my current parameters, but that's not always been my parameters. And it might change again going forward. Well, I th- I think in yours, you've come from having a quite an external point of inspiration for the work. Mm-hmm. So the work that was inspired by the poetry and the landscape that you live in, and now it's moving towards a more personal expression of it. I'm I'm, I'm interested when you talk about like what raw means to you, mm. because what when it- you're talking about the way that you show up to do the work, I'm sort of feeling. But how can like there's a it almost feels like there's a sort of mood that you might need to be in, and do you feel like that? every day or is raw just uncorrected yes so that was interesting I had this big piece of canvas up on the wall for two weeks working on it a bit at a time and so my mood would change obviously what I'm expressing in a raw form is different each time one day I might be angry one day I might be happy one day I might be neutral and um, even during the day, I might shift between those things. So it kept, and I was filming it for my membership. So it, I could watch it back and see it change as my mood changed, which was really interesting, actually. Um, so for me, but then, but then that is a true expression. So I'll give you an example. For a long time, I've made it wrong in my own mind or wondered should I should I not have so much space in my paintings I always have a lot of empty space I always do that a lot of light area and so I worked at like just expressing it means unfiltered by my own need to do it right unfiltered by my own desire to make it look pretty that's I suppose what I mean mm-hmm. but when I got to do that and I covered up whole sheets of paper with marks and they looked really exciting in some cases some cases they were just vile some cases it looked exciting but they felt like not the real not really me because I am not like that all the time that's not right. a, that's not a true expression yeah, but I am sometimes like that. So do do some of the paintings have to be like that, and some not? The latest ones that I'm doing, I'm doing these abstract drawings. There's tons of white space in them. There's paper that's untouched, and that really feels like me. And and when I think about my way of living, I'm very much um, a lot of action, a lot of doing, then retreat into silence and space. I need that space around me. That makes sense that those paintings would feel more me. So I don't have an answer for you yet as to what it means because I'm still wrestling with it. Mm. Will the series be some that are all the frenetic marks because that's sometimes me? Will it be Mm -hmm. 
Will it be something that comes into a more defined space and frenetic marks? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And some days I don't feel frenetic at all. But this comes back to the idea that they can still be part of the same series, but still take a very different approach, have a different visual outcome. Yeah. And explain a different facet to the thing that you're exploring. So whether, because you've talked about things being almost like a combination of of, of a lot of different unfiltered stuff, and then that's not always what you want. So there's another side to that too. Exactly. And, and, as Walt Whitman said, we contain multitudes. We are all these things. And when you say, I want to, me saying, I want to express my true experience is a bit like someone saying, I want to deal with the role of women in society. It's massive. But so you, it's okay. That's what I was saying about breaking them into smaller series. It's okay to explore one aspect of whatever your subject is. So just to stick to one aspect and then you can do another aspect and another aspect and you'll never run out of things on any chosen theme. Some people will move between themes, but for some people they have the same general theme. And I do think, I don't know if you agree with this, but something common underlies everything that we do artistically. So for me, those paintings about the poetry and the landscape it was still all about connection to myself. It yeah. was all about that in the end. Um, I sound like such a narcissist. I was just going to say the date. The, well, the danger is that you know, <laughs> ultimately, like... so much of it can be condensed down to something that sounds so bloody trite, doesn't it? You know. I know. <laughs> well, this is what I said the other time about we're in our studios solving problems that no one else cares about. Yeah. And no one's asked us to do anything about and no one needs us to do. So maybe then in terms of this conversation, there are two elements of what makes a series. Okay. And it's sensible to have a definition between those. One is the what is driving you as an artist? Where do you want to go deeper? What are you investigating? What questions are you asking? And that will inform choices that you make about size materials, but they don't all have to be the same, the same, like consistently all the same in order for it to count. It can count as a mixed series or body of work, but, and this is where it starts to lean into what other people see, but I think also for you as studio practice, when there are some limits, so that that allows you to go deeper and not jump off into a different medium that will take you further with it Mm -hmm. so that at the end of the day you have a body of work that feels like it has an understanding and that's what other people will see and that makes that part of the deal so much easier Mm. I agree but I think if you start out with well, for me anyway, if you start out with, I'm going to make a series of work because I think that this will be a series of work that, well, it's a different thing, isn't it, that other people want. I'm trying to think of examples where I've started a group of work with a set of parameters for myself and then they've checked, or where they might be misconstrued as, okay, I'm going to start these and only use X, Y, Z colours which I have done, you know, I've started a group of work feeling like 
I want these to be brighter, fresher, um, you know, move away from the soft, moody colours. There was a group of work and it, they were all quite corals and pinks and green and vibrant. And, you know, it felt absolutely right at that time. It was after we were coming out of lockdown and I was like, yeah, I want fun paintings. I want them to be beautiful, but I want them to be feel fun and have a lightness to them. And then it's in this more recent work has all been much softer and introspective and quiet, very, very, very different in mood. Like, yeah. I don't know if people look at them and say that looks like two different people. I don't know. I don't yeah. I always think we, because you still have your style, you might be using different colors, but you still have your style, which has changed quite a lot. Mm. Like my my inspirations change your your um style has changed quite a lot and I remember when we first started doing the podcast you were talking about wanting less graphic lines and more fluid movement and we can see that happening in your work over time but it's not like it didn't yeah. go from one to the other it it kind of gradually each exploration has taken you further to where you want to go or that's how it looks from the outside yeah or in a maybe not further than in a slightly different direction but always heading somewhere that makes sense from what you said you wanted to do yeah so there's never been anything where you've released it and I thought well that just looks like someone else made that what's what's but it can't can it no could it ever no could, could I ever create something that looked like somebody else made it See, I didn't think so. No, I, I, when I was first learning to paint years ago, I copied people to learn, you know, how did they do that? And I couldn't even, I couldn't do that. I'd never be a good forger. Those people who can sit and copy masterpieces. I I can only do it my way. I think because it doesn't hold your attention. That's what I want. I want something that holds my attention. And that's one of the things that feels like when a series is coming to the end, mm. I feel like I've sort of answered what I set out to do in this. I could, you, know, you can always go further with paint. You know, you could always go further with paintings, do more, just, yeah. but call these ones finished. If you've understood, it's about understanding for me, actually. Setting out with this idea of not knowing what do I want? What did I say? What do I not know yet? And then get to a little bit of a point of further understanding of it. And then that feels like okay, that's that's ready to move on to whatever's next. Mm. I don't know if that's helpful. We haven't answered anything practical, like how many paintings does it need to be in a series to count? I think we've answered that, though. As many as has the energy for you until... The energy and excitement is gone. I mean, this this group I've had. There are four, four big ones and five little ones. That's quite small as a group work for me, but it feels done. Mm -hmm. I haven't done anything with them yet. <laughs> I haven't even varnished them yet. I haven't even finished, I sealed mine and I haven't varnished, haven't made a sales page, haven't uploaded the photos to the website, haven't let that, I signed them. So that's oh, there you go. Yeah, done something. So um, hopefully that was helpful, everybody. I think 
I think it was actually. I think we did say some helpful things, even though amongst all the babbling, I think it was probably at least helpful in understanding how we define it. You, of course, have to find your own definition for what works for you, but maybe some food for thought as you think about it. Good. Well, there we go. That wraps it up for us this week. We'll be back again next week. In the meantime, if you want to find either of us, you can find us on our websites at louisefletcherart.com or alicesheridan.com. That's it. Yay. <laughs> You're so lucky. You don't need to have art or studio after your name. You just got alicesheridan.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Louise Fletcher underscore art, where you can see some of the work I've been talking about. And you can find Alice at Alice Sheridan Studio on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to be having a bit of a website update. But like I say at the beginning, the moment I can't, it's not saving any of the changes I make. <laughs> So pop over and see us. Um, we post our, uh, each week when we do the podcast, we also post it on our Facebook pages. So you can find us on Facebook by just searching us if you want to leave us a comment. We'll see, see you, you again time. soon. Bye. Yep. Bye.